most of the things that we'll find in God's word are counterculture, especially right. our culture today. Right. Yes. And so this this culture of independence, I can still have some level of independence in my marriage. Submission is not weakness. No, that's right. But the message that has been given for years, especially in our community, has been submission is weak. Submission means that you don't think for yourself. You don't have your own life. And that is completely opposite. So that's why I think this message is resonating so tough now because you have women, women of God who are saying, I love my husband. I'm submitted to my husband and I'm not weak. Hi, and welcome to the show today. This is Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. Pleasure to have you join us, friend, as we visit with the Thomases. I'm looking forward to having Myron and Tori Thomas on the show today. Myron is no stranger. This is Tori's first time. The Thomases are at Innovation Church Memphis, where Myron is the lead pastor. But right beside him in ministry, just plowing the ground, is Tori. (laughs) Thomas, welcome to the show. Well, thank Thanks you. Thank us. you for having us. Yes, glad to be back. Boy, yes. it is so good, Myron, to have you back. And what prompted this was some of your social media posts. You're doing a series on marriage. Mm-hmm. Is there an official name for the series? Yes, it's called Why Did I Get Married? Why Did I Get Married? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Usually when you're not married, you're saying, why am I not married? And then mm-hmm. so when you get married, you're saying, why did I get married? That's yes. right. That's right. <laughs> yes. it's, it's, it's why am I not married? Why do I want to be married? And why am I married? I've been enjoying, this has been over several weeks now, and yes. you've been making posts, and I've been seeing these comments, and I thought, <laughs> we have got to get you guys on the show and talk about marriage, because this is big. It is. Tori, you were telling me that Innovation Church Memphis recently launched a TikTok. We did. Finally made it to TikTok. And the response has been extremely overwhelming. We are at day three now, yes. and we are at what? One million likes Not one on a million, few likes, one, videos. One million views. On one million views. On okay, video. there we go. And, uh, over 100,000 likes. And yeah, it's crazy. Videos. That's big, It's though. crazy. It, it is. is. Yeah. Three days. It's it, really crazy. So the focus that you've been posting lately has been on your marriage series. Yes. 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 So it must be on people's minds, right? Absolutely. I believe so. I believe so. Yeah. Definitely a hot topic. Why is it, Myron, that we had the bliss of, oh, I found that one, we have that wonderful marriage and the honeymoon, but as months turn into years and we move on into that relationship, Mm -hmm. we go, why did I get married? I think you have the two becoming one. And that's a challenge because mm-hmm. how do I become one with another individual, mm-hmm. you know, and everything that prior to marriage, you know, relationships, uh, how I was brought up, uh, what I saw, what I experienced. I'm bringing this into a marriage and she's bringing the same thing, what she yeah. saw from her mom, what she didn't see from her mom, her yeah. dad, what she was exposed in her community. We're bringing this into a marriage. And now God is saying, now the two will become one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So she got to come one with all yes. the baggage that I bring. That's right. You yeah. know, yeah. I, I bring a lot to the table, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, good and bad. Yeah. You know, and so the, I think that the, the good, she she embraces that. It's easier to embrace that. Mm-hmm. But the bad is like, you mean I have to be one with, with this? Yeah. So, Tori, I also think that you have this idea, well, I think the good outweighs the bad, and the bad I'm seeing, I can change him. I can make him better. I can mold him into the man, my Prince Charming, I want him to be. Well, there there is this sense of, I think for some people, there is this sense of, well, I can influence what he does. I can coerce him to change his behavior. But we know, just through regular human interaction that that is not possible you cannot change an individual the individual is responsible for the change in their own life that's a good word well i see that the 10 common problems in marriage 
communicating issues, ignoring boundaries, lack of sexual intimacy, emotional or sexual infidelity, fighting about money, selfishness, value differences, different life stages. Do you think the holidays put extra stress on the marriage? Maybe spending too much money, spending too much time with extended family or family that we don't always enjoy being with. (laughs) Yes, especially when you talk about money. Money is already an issue outside of the holidays. So when the holidays come, it kind of highlights out of what we don't have or we put this extra emphasis, especially in today's culture. If we look like we have it, if we want to have this perception like we have it together that money is good, money is flowing, and we're looking prosperous than we are. But that's not necessarily a reality. And so sometimes what we're putting out puts this added stress on a relationship to perform almost or to if we just have the image that we're doing well. Well, sometimes image costs you because you have to pay for image. And that adds stress. So when the company leaves and we're sitting at home and we're faced with this credit card bill, this extra bill, this extra bill, and it's like, so now what? Well, here comes this stress and it's, well, we wouldn't have done it had you not want to have this perception. Well, if you made more money, we wouldn't have, I wouldn't have to worry about. And so now we have this beef or this, this, this tension, yeah, tension yeah, exactly. that's existed, you know, but that actually probably already existed the other 11 months of the year. I, I think you're right, Tori. I think mm-hmm. this just kind of helps unfold really what's already underlying oh, there that absolutely. you have to kind of deal with, right, Myron? When it, especially when it comes to finances. Absolutely. And I think one of the ways you want to deal with that is communicating on the front end. That's been an area that I think God has truly blessed us with Mm -hmm. on the front end. Mm -hmm. For us, when we were dating, that was a deal breaker in terms of money. You know, we wanted to make sure that we didn't fight over money. And so we put together a system of how we'll handle money. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we do is around Christmas time, we don't exchange gifts during Christmas time. It's like, it is not about us. It is about Jesus. We're going to keep the main thing, the main thing. Mm -hmm. Now we get some things for our kids, but we make sure that we don't go crazy with yeah. our finances and yeah. overspend yeah. during this yeah. season. You know? Oh, I think that's so yeah. wise because I think mm-hmm. that's a trap that many couples yes. get into. Absolutely. Well, how do you set boundaries that each other understands and respects for the good of the relationship? I think it's being clear on expectations. We can set boundaries and we can, when we communicate, uh, everything goes back to communication, yes. but when we can communicate and say, hey, this is what I expect making sure that they're realistic and I present those to him and he does the same thing, then we can talk about if you're expecting this, I'm expecting this, you're clear on what I'm looking for and vice versa, then now we can talk about, hey, these are some things that we are going to do to protect because boundaries are about protection. I like what you said, Tori, about the expectations. I think sometimes we don't discuss those. We just think (laughs) we have these expectations and think, well, they should know that. They should know when I walk in the door that this is what I expect for them to do or say or do for me. Right, Myron? Absolutely. I think there's a lot of communication that has to take place. Honest and open communication. This is what I expect. What are your expectations? And Mm -hmm. I think prior to marriage, people don't have these conversations. Sometimes people get married because they're not in love, but they're in love with the idea of being in love. So it's just, I just want to be married. I want to have somebody at the Christmas party. I just want to have kids opposed to talking about, okay, the wedding was fine, but now let's let's be married. Yep. And so the, the conflict that often happens when there's no communication pertaining to the expectations. That's so right. there has to be a lot of conversation yes. about this is what I expect. And sometimes yep. it's, I can't believe you want all of this. Yep, this is the expectation. Right. And so 
in communication, there has to be a win-win solution. So that's what we're talking about. How can we both win opposed to I lose and you win or you lose and I win? I think when you're dealing with that in communication where oftentimes the guy or or the lady, really the person that's the most aggressive, they normally win. And the person that's Mm non-confrontational or don't really communicate a lot, they often lose. Mm -hmm. You have to get to a situation to where there's no no losers. That's right. No, no losers. So but both yeah. of us win, and so yeah. that that comes with a lot of communication. Well, in the marriage series you're doing right now, you said that when communicating with your husband, Tori, remember three things: your text, your timing, and your tone. <laughs> <laughs> now that that actually came from Myron. I was sitting in the chair, and I was like, okay. Even though some things you practice when you put them on paper and you say, oh, one, two, three. And that is important. How I communicate in in one of the videos, and I think this has probably been the most popular of the videos that's kind of been posted. It's been about how we say things as women, (laughs) how we communicate to men, because there is an expectation of tone. Don't yell at me because that makes me feel like a kid. Don't call me a boy. Yeah. Don't call me a boy. Don't treat me like a boy. Absolutely. (laughs) So it's not only what we say, and I think that's across the board. But how we say it, how we're communicating certain things, if you want to be heard, but that's really it. If the goal is for what you're saying to be heard, you have to put the thought into how I'm going to say this. Now, if you don't care and it's really just about getting out what you're trying to say, then you don't really care how you say it. But if the end goal is to be heard, then you really want to give some thought and intentionality to how you're actually saying it. How do you be truthfully honest with your spouse when you know they can't handle it well? Pray. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of and prayer. Pray some more. And pray some more. And pray yeah. some more. But we can't move past prayer yes. fast. We really have to really lean into that. And I think sometimes someone just recently said we see prayer as just kind of something that we do. But it's no, because you need prayer, because you really need the Holy Spirit to go before you. And you need God to to, uh, prepare that heart and that mind for what's getting ready to be said. So we can't negate that. And then when the opportunity comes and when you really feel like now is a good time, timing is everything. Yes. Um, You don't say it when they're upset, when your feelings are kind of high, you want to not talk about maybe hard or have hard conversations during that time. So the timing is very important. Again, we go back to tone, but I don't want us to move fat, you know, beyond like prayer is so, so, so important. That's going to be the beginning of tilling that ground. Yeah, especially for hard conversations because they're never easy to have. And I think Tori said it with with prayer. I think sometimes we just rush past, "Eh, let's pray. No, but let's really pray. God, I really want Mm -hmm. an opportunity to speak to my spouse pertaining this. Mm -hmm. And it's always been tough because my spouse is very defensive and it's difficult to deal with a defensive individual. And I think a lot of people are dealing with that. And some people are living in a prison because they're living with a defensive individual. So I think really praying and asking God to move and go before you and to go on your behalf. I think that's the first thing. I think the next thing is to speak on it when there's no tension. One of the things that we practice early on, and sometimes we missed it, but I think it's let's have a conversation when we're not upset with each other. When I'm not, you didn't do this, so now I need to address this issue. No, let's let's talk about it when we're both in a good mood, Mm -hmm. we're going out to eat and we're talking, and let's have a true, honest conversation. Oh, Myron, I think that's Mm -hmm. so critical, knowing the timing, when to have these conversations, because usually... Before you go to bedtime, it's not a good time. Yes, that's you know? right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and and, and you, you need to make sure that the timing is right. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you can have these honest, open conversations. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? 
How do you keep from being resentful if one partner has less of a desire for sexual intimacy? Repeat that question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. I think you really have to ask God to help you. Some of the places where we're stepping into right now in this marriage relationship could merit a need for some good Christian counsel. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. 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 I think it's vital. We've, We've had an influx of people one counseling, you know, because I think it's that's where we've been living, particularly, I think, for the man. For some women as well, but I think particularly for the man when there's sexual frustration and I need a release, I need to be with you. We're built differently, and I think it's communicating that need, uh, expressing that need. I think we have to follow the Bible to where my body doesn't belong to me, mm-hmm. your body doesn't belong to you, mm-hmm. our body belongs to each other. Mm-hmm. And I think when we deviate from that when it's well i'm using this as a tool or you get rewarded for this or you get demoted Mm -hmm. or punished for this i think that's when there's a lot of tension because i communicated in a part of the series sometimes you have a husband that's sitting there saying it's been so long since we've been together and i don't know what to do i don't want to go outside of my marriage Mm -hmm. i don't want to cheat i really want to be a kingdom man Mm -hmm. and it's not your responsibility to make me a kingdom man but you have a responsibility as my wife my partner in marriage bottom line that's my husband or wife to meet this need. One of the things that I shared, I said, when we don't fulfill each other in that way, it helps the enemy And that's something that you stated in the series. When you deprive your husband of sex, you're helping the devil. Hmm. <laughs> and that's a real strong statement. Absolutely. And it can go the other way. Absolutely. Not, not just, Absolutely. And it really could put a foothold there, right, Absolutely. Tori? Absolutely. You know, and, and I think one of the things that several questions that we receive throughout this series, because we're asking them to give us questions that you want mm-hmm. us to address. Yeah. And several things were, what do I do? As a man, when my wife is resisting me Mm -hmm. and I have several options, do I take care of myself? Do I Mm -hmm. get someone else to take care of me or what do I do? Mm -hmm. And so really addressing these hard issues. And oftentimes we don't deal with it in church. Oh, well, they're talking about that in church. Well, that's where it needs to be talked about in church. Absolutely. I think also we got to remember that love is the greatest of these. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. And it's Christ's love, Mm -hmm. and it's that servant. We as men are supposed to love our wives as Christ loved the church, as Ephesians talks about. Obviously, it does say women to be submissive to their husbands, Mm -hmm. but what woman won't be submissive to a man willing to love her like Christ loved the church? Absolutely, That is so good, Byron. And and I think that's what we preach, and that's what we tell our Mm -hmm. men. You love her as Christ loved the church. Mm -hmm. I think the difficult piece in what we've seen, I think we're so intentional about this series because what we've seen is there's a lot of men that's been loving their wives as Christ loved the church, but still the submission is not reciprocated. So we've been heavy on dealing with that. And I don't know, and I think, Tori, you can speak to that. There's a a generation of women that if I'm independent, I can do it myself. I don't need a man. Mm -hmm. This is how I was raised. I was raised by my mom or my grandmother or Mm -hmm. a lot of women and I can do it myself. And so that's what we're seeing to where it is easier to submit to a man that is submitted to God and that loves you like Christ loved the church. But in a lot of situations, that's what you have. And so there's men that's starving and saying, I am doing my part, Mm -hmm. but it's not being reciprocated. We talked about the curse of Eve when God said, your desire be unto your husband and he will rule over you, but your desire will be for your husband. So that conflict of I want to rule him. I want to take over him. And I think we miss that, that her desire would be for her husband. 
And we used to think that her, her desire would be to where she's loving her husband. But no, it's her desire would be to take his place. Mm-hmm. I can do it myself. I am independent. Mm-hmm. And there's that struggle. Yeah. Of submission. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. that battle of the sexes, and yeah. she wants his role. And so I think, Tori, can you speak to that some for me? I can. And it's two parts. The first is the conversation of submission has not been spoken to, ministered to, I think, in a way that's been palatable for women. I think it has, mm-hmm. it's either been watered down or it's been forced. Like, mm-hmm. women submit, 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 submit. And it's almost like, okay, wait a minute now. It's coming across almost where it's harsh. Yeah, well, and can, can we stop there and say yes. that there was a translation back in the 1500s or 1400s of the Bible, and it had a little commentary on this verse mm-hmm. about wives submitting to your husbands. And the commentary at that time was, and if she doesn't, thou shall hit her over the head. Oh, wow. I mean, wow. that's ridiculous, yeah, obviously. Absolutely. That's not what Scripture's teaching no, at all. No, and no. I, But I, I think that we have created this environment that yes. you must submit and do what no. I say. Yes. And so for women who I want to do it, but if you are pounding a message at me, it's hard for me to receive it, even though it is something that I should be doing. It creates this automatic pushback. And maybe if she's come from an abusive home. Or a home that she's never seen submission. For my own life, I never saw submission. My grandfather passed away when I was five. My mom was single, and I'm an only child. So there was just some things I did not see. I did not get to see submission played out in a godly way. Yes. And so when you don't do that, it's it's hard to say, well, I had this example to follow. Mm. So if I don't have the example, I am basically just learning this thing on my own, and I'm I'm hoping. And then I come into this relationship with Jesus, and, and I am submitted to him. And so now I'm getting married, and now I am to submit to this spouse. But no one is talking. Talking about what true submission looks like in a marriage in a healthy way. That's right. yeah. Healthy submission. Yes, my husband is to love me like Christ loved the church. Christ died for the church. It, it was an unconditional love. And the scripture that I pulled up was Ephesians 5 and 22. And it says, wives, submit to your own husband as you do unto the Lord. So my submission to him is as unto the Lord. So that it's almost like when I heard that it was like a, a another level of mm-hmm. revelation, like, oh, it's as unto the Lord. So the same way that I submit to the Lord, mm-hmm. I am submitting to my husband. Yeah. And so I don't look at that as if it's something. And of course, we know this. Most of the things that we'll find in God's word are counterculture, especially right. our culture today. Right. Yes. And so this this culture of independence, I can still have some level of independence in my marriage. That's Submission right. is not weakness. No. That's right. But the message that has been given for years, especially in our community, has been submission is weak. Submission means that you don't think for yourself. You don't have your own life, and that is completely opposite. So that's why I think this message is resonating so tough now because you have women, women of God, who are saying, I love my husband, I'm submitted to my husband, and I'm not weak. But as a matter of fact, I am stronger because I am walking in my submission to him as unto the Lord. So I'm not lacking anything over here. No, no, you're not. (laughs) And and, and I think it's sometimes we look at, why I got to submit? And I think... We have the difficult role. The wife have to submit, but the man has to die. Yeah. <laughs> like, my God, what would you rather do, submit or die? <laughs> so, you know. Oh, that's a good word. Yeah. Well, going back to the issue of finances, because that is a big one in it so is many huge. relationships, is it better to have two separate bank accounts, maybe to lessen some of the tension? <laughs> you speak to that. 
So not that we had it all together, but that was definitely a conversation we had. I came into our relationship with certain spending habits and certain patterns. And so, so did Myron. And so we really looked at each other and said, now, which of us would be the best at managing the finances? Well, hey, I'm a spender. He's a saver. So we leaned into him. And so we've been married now 18 years. There's never been a, a, an issue with finances. The setup has been pretty much the same our entire 18 years. And so it's just been, hey, we manage it. This is what goes out. And I think we often tell couples, you have to do what works for you. And this is what works for us. Now, if two bank accounts work, as long as we can be honest, we can walk in integrity, we can be truthful to one another, then, you know, you do what works for you. However, Sometimes money causes a conflict because there are some other things at play. There's yeah. dishonesty. Absolutely. There's some selfishness. Uh, so this is, you might say, because I work for these 40, 50 plus hours a week, so this is really my money. That's right. And, and I think that's one of the things that we communicate to where you don't have money, I don't have money. It's we, us. Yeah. We have money. We have it's, money. It belongs to God. It, be- yeah, it belongs to God yes. that, that gives it to us to steward. And yes. so it is ours. To steward God's mm-hmm. money, and it's mm-hmm. not. This is mine. I've worked some extra hours. No, nope. this is mine. I work some. Well, I got a you know stipend over here. I had a speaking engagement. No, this is ours, and I, yeah. and that's one of the things that we communicated on the front end mm-hmm. to where it would always be. It's God's money, and and He gives it to us to yes. steward. So it's it, yes. it's ours, you know. Yes. And um, it has truly been a blessing to us because I think that's what we've seen in so many relationships where someone tell them what you're. She was told this by by her her, her grandmother, you mm-hmm. know, when we first got married, you mm-hmm. know, before we got married. Like, girl, I know you got your little stash <laughs> on the side, right? Yeah, but but yeah. it's no, it's that open and honesty. Absolutely. I don't have a separate bank account yeah. for a rainy day. Yeah, I may have one for a rainy day, but she knows what's in it. Opposed to like, well, I'm just going to keep this fifteen thousand to the side. No, yeah, 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 and right. I think it's that honesty that mm-hmm. that really helps pertain mm-hmm. to finances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it. the issue isn't the number of bank accounts; it's the honesty, the truthfulness, and the integrity that we're having. Yes. While we have these four or five different bank accounts, yes. we can be open and honest about them because we don't have just one bank account. However, I know what's in the other account, and there's no secrecy or you know secret spending or anything yeah. like that. Well, it is a mystery. The two become one flesh, as Scripture says. Two selfish people, (laughs) imperfect humans Mm -hmm. coming together in our minds and what Hollywood paints a marriage is blissful right off into the sunset, you know. There's conflict. There's issues that you face in your own personal lives and you face together. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking, you know, when my wife and I first started dating, we spent a lot of time in praying together. Mm After 37 years of marriage, we still pray together, but not like we used to. We would spend 30, 40 minutes. I think that there's a spiritual union that takes place. Marriage is not just a physical act. Absolutely. And the third person is Mm -hmm. the Lord Jesus Christ because you're honoring him in the home. It's a covenant relationship between two humans with the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. One of the things that we teach and one of the things we try to practice first is is God first. Yeah. We have to honor him. And and not just a cliche, God, family. Then yeah. No, it, it, it's really God mm-hmm. to where God, you're our priority. Mm-hmm. Personally. Personally, mm-hmm. together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's the spouse. Mm-hmm. Then it's the family. Mm-hmm. Then it's the ministry. Then it's everything else. Right. You know, but I think when we lose sight of that, of that priority. And we have to individually have our own spiritual quest yes. to seek Absolutely. the Lord, Absolutely. to be filled with the Holy Spirit, yes. to be into the Word. Mm-hmm. As men leading our homes, we yes. need that. Mm-hmm. 
and then our wives you know, in the same place, having that time alone with God mm-hmm. so that we hear from him, we follow oh, him. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, just several times where I was dead set on making a certain decision, but because I spent time with the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, and how he ministered to me, don't handle it that way. Don't be harsh. I know you're frustrated, but handle her gently. And I shared this in the series, when the word of God communicates, if a man handles his wife harshly, his prayers will be hindered. Ooh. Gosh. Oh, See, that, that's tough. That'll get you, <laughs> yeah. that'll get you on point. Well, you know, it's funny because just this morning I was listening back to a podcast. Through that, the Holy Spirit spoke to me mm. and said, you're not treating your wife Jesus. as the weaker vessel. Mm. Yes. I came in the other night. We had some issues at the transmitter site. So I was out, been up since 5 in the morning. So it was after 11 o'clock, got home at night. Being sensitive, treating yes. her as the weaker vessel, learning how can I help her. We're the protectors. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that is so, you know, point. And sometimes, you know, Byron, just as a man, you know, just sometimes we forget those things. Yeah. And it's when God brings that to our attention. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important to go back and make it right and say, you know, I know that I was insensitive last night. I know that mm-hmm. my mind was all over the place to transmit, you know, yeah. and just communicating that. And I think what it does for our wives, like, wow, he remembered that. Even though he missed it, you know, when I really needed it. Yeah. But to come back and to be sensitive, I think that's also catering to the weaker vessel and understanding that them seeing our, our sensitivity toward them is powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are some holiday Christmas traditions around the Thomas home? We wake up on Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. One of the things we do every Christmas is we, you know, our kids are ready, especially our son, my <laughs> nine-year-old. He's, oh, I want to open presents. And he knows. We don't open a present Absolutely. until we Pray. spend time with the Lord mm-hmm. and read the Christmas story. Mm-hmm. So we talk about that and yeah. remind him and remind our kids that Jesus is the reason for the season. And he doesn't owe us anything. Yes. Wow. And so he's the gift. He mm-hmm. gave us the gift. Mm-hmm. And so this is just a blessing. Anything that we get is a blessing from God. And so yeah. that's one of the things that we must do yeah. on Christmas. Yeah, wow. every Christmas morning. When does the Innovation Church family meet, and where do you meet? We meet at 837 a.m. and 1107 a.m. in Frazier, 3925 Overton Crossing. Every, every Sunday, Sunday every, morning. Every Sunday every morning. Sunday morning. Okay. And this is our last, this Sunday is our last Sunday for Why Did I Get Married series. And I think it's going to be powerful. Yes. So many people, Byron, are really being blessed. Now, is this online? The series online? This is online is as well. On yep. So, yep. so our friends can go back and watch. Yep. You can go back and watch. It's on YouTube. Um, it's Innovation on Church Memphis. Innovation Church Memphis. This is also on Facebook. We go Facebook Live. And you're blowing TikTok up. Yeah, TikTok. <laughs> oh, man, we got on TikTok. It's just three days yeah, ago. Yeah, and it's oh, just beautiful, crazy, you know. Yeah. Uh, so we're truly blessed by, you know, what God is doing. And to be able to speak into marriages for such a time mm-hmm. as this. Well, Myron and Tori, we're blessed to have you guys on the show today. Well, this has been fabulous. I am this so glad. Wonderful. We've got to do this again. We yes. have to. I remember the last time I was on the way to do it, and we had to do it via telephone due yes. to some COVID issues. Yes. So glad to be back. It's man. good to see you, my yes. friend. God Thank bless you. you. Yes. Merry Christmas to your Same family. To you. Merry Same Christmas to you. to you and your family as well. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.